Welcome back to the BNB Podcast. My name is Jaden Boyce. Alongside me is Coach Bailey. And today we're going to be talking a lot of awards. We're going to be talking local sports. We're just going to talk about anything that comes in between that. Yep. You, you told me you have a lot of awards to give out. And this is more of a, a little Coach Bailey episode. Yeah, well, everybody knows my, fav- my favorite segment of our show is giving out the awards. I always intend to just say, all right, there's only going to be one Marco Septic Award, and then I give honorable mentions, and I go down this rabbit hole of everybody getting an award. I feel like Oprah, you get an award, you get a Marco Septic, you get a Marco Septic. But um, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, football's over, sports kind of took a little bit of a pause there, the NBA on break and whatnot. But at the same time, and we've gone almost two weeks without an episode, because we went at like the beginning of last week. We went Monday we just, last week, and then we went Friday. Friday, which was, yeah, so we're almost a full yeah. week. Um, uh, but some, some crazy things have happened, and I just want to know, or want people to know, intentionally giving out multiple awards today instead of just one. And I don't know if I have multiple awards to give. You do. I don't know if I do, though. And is there a specific award you want to start out with? Well... I think the one I want to start out with is the Premium Waters Performance. This is one of my favorites. I don't think we don't talk about like what our favorites are usually. Yeah. I feel like you're a Marco Septic guy. I love the Premium Waters moments of the week. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I love me some Marco Septic <laughs> Award. That is probably my favorite, and I and I can't wait for that part to to dish those out today. But uh, I'm kind of I'm strategically going in order, and I want to start with the Premium Waters Performers or Performance of the Week. And I have to give it my very first one to a gal who plays basketball at Francis Marion. Francis Marion. You ever heard of it? No, I have not. I had not either. <laughs> this girl had 44 rebounds in one game. Setting an all-time college record, no matter what division, 44 rebounds. What division is it? Uh, they are Division Two, so they're not—they're not like tiny. They're, it's not D1. Still but I don't care. 44. I don't care. I don't care if it's high school. She, she went out and collected 44 rebounds in one game. That is phenomenal. That. I can't even wrap my mind around it. I haven't seen the film. I haven't watched any of it. I don't know that I ever will. But I want to know how many shots. I was going to look up the box score. Like, did she get 44 of 50 total possible rebounds? Or was it just run and gun and there was 80 shot attempts? Or she pulled a Dennis Rodman, maybe like 44 rebounds, two points. She probably did. Her stat line was probably something along that. Can we get a name drop? I Gosh, I can't remember... I can't remember what her name was. I could probably find it. Um, 44 rebounds. Like, that's 44 rebounds. College basketball. You just type in the four. Taylor Hall. Oh, is that? Come on. Her last name. Oh, wait, no. Taylor's Hall. <laughs> I thought it was going to say her last name was Hall, like H A U L, as it say. That's pretty crazy. Like, she hauled in 44 rebounds. Oh, is that not her last name? It's not. No. Oh, uh, Taylor. Oh, Taylor Hall's it. it yeah. Oh, okay. So, her name, Lauren Taylor of <laughs> Francis Marion University, had a historic evening on the boards. So, the same night, Caitlin Clark tops the scoring mark. That was the same night? Same night. 
Way to get it overshadowed. <laughs> Damn, what a tough break. It's like, come on. 44 rebounds and everybody's talking about Caitlin Clark heaving up a 40-footer to break the record. But that's impressive. I don't care who you are. I don't care what level you're at. 44 rebounds. Remarkable. So guess what, Lauren Taylor? Keep an eye on the mailbox. Your <laughs> Premium Waters Performance of the Week is on its way. And I had a couple more of those I'd like to dish out. <laughs> you and I were just talking about it before we fired up the mics. This guy's got it. I'm going to have to get a hold of his parents, tell him to build an extra little case in his bedroom for all these awards that my guy, Jamal Shedd, Jamal taking home another Premium Waters. He could be a bad man, too. He stung the horns again. Tough shot after tough shot, facilitating the offense. He is Chris Paul 2.0. I'm telling you, he's so good. He has the ball in his hand so much because he's a point guard, and he doesn't take bad shots. He is, he is exactly what you want in a point guard. And the reason I'm giving him another Premium Waters Performance of the Week award is because of what he did to my Texas Longhorns. Yeah, and, Torched him. And you had a tough night or a tough day. Who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for your Houston team that you got going all the way? Or your Longhorn fan? It's same with the Washington, Texas in the playoffs. I know. It's tough. This will be the last year I'll have to do that because Jamal's a senior. But uh, his mom, Lisa's Facebook post I put on there, I said, this was one of the only two times I cheer against the Horns is the time that Jamal plays them. And both games, he had 26 the first time. And I think on Saturday, he had 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and 4 steals. And That's a stat line. And you got to remember, too, with these point generals, the same way with Cash and Winston works for Michigan State, is, yeah, they might not be getting, like, 15 assists like you see in the NBA sometimes, but they're not scoring as much. And people got to remember that. So 8 assists in a game, I mean, that's tough. Eight assists, let's just say, I mean, that's 16 points at minimum, probably closer to 20. A couple of them are threes. And then he scores 23. That's 43 to 44-ish, 5-ish points he's accounting for. And he's just, his game has really started to excel here at the perfect time because let's go back about a month or two. No, probably three who did I pick to win March Madness? You picked it longer than that. You picked it a long time ago. A long time ago. It was ago. longer than three weeks Jay ago. Uno. Jay Uno and the Houston Cougs. Still my pick. Jay Uno. So there goes that award. I'm giving it to Jamal, and I'm giving it to Lauren Taylor. Those are my two premium waters performers, performances of the week. Yeah, the premium waters are really... Uh, performance it can be moment it can be anything and for me i'm staying local and i'm i missed the girls game on tuesday i had to watch it on the live stream and i, I was sad that i missed it you usually go to everyone but i was watching it and my goodness the second half for the girls three-point shooting have you ever seen them shoot that good before they were cooking i was doing some stuff i had to do some work in my house i was putting in a washer and dryer and i'd come up and i'd watch for a little bit and every time I stopped at the stairs and kind of looked over to the TV, Lucy Mansell buries a three. Addison Kofel buries a three. Sophie Hook buries. It was like it. they were cooking, man. It was awesome. Yeah, they were going crazy. I mean, you had Lucy Mansell. She had like a game of her night. I think she was like four for four or four for five, Coach Carly told me. I don't remember seeing her miss. She was, she was on fire. four for four then. 
Kofel was popping it from NBA range. I like when, I like when Andy Kofel does that little step back. Like, <laughs> whoop, whoop, gotcha. <laughs> like, I like that. That's a nice move for her. You had Sophie Hook. You leave her open. She's going to let it rain. Elena Corny. I mean, what? she was like top 10 or something in the yeah. in the state for three-point percentage. You can't leave her open. I'll, and then Morgan Barker and Elsa Rubis down low were also What did Rubis have about 72 rebounds? <laughs> oh, probably 44, 43. And that's the other little moment, too. I found out from the live stream that Elsa Rubis is already second place in total rebound in Sanford Central history. Already. Already as a junior. She is good on the boards, man. She's got such long arms, I think, and just and she just reads the ball off the rim really well and, and seems to track it down. So going so, into their next game, you know what? It's not bad to get a award going in. They play tomorrow, right? They play Somerset at Somerset tomorrow. At Somerset tomorrow. Yeah. You got a big game too. I'm gonna have to have two little I'm not gonna be at either, so I'm gonna have to have two like phones Ooh. going at the same time. But yeah, St. Croix Central Girls Basketball. There's your first ever Premium Waters moment slash performance slash play, whatever you want. You and I like it. I think it's a I think that's a good one. They 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 deserve it because they they were cooking. They look good on Tuesday night or Monday night when I was that Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday. Um, I do have one more premium waters play, so you know I'm big on my guys. The guys that used to either play for me or, or went to school where I was teaching, and my guy Will Baker, seven footer at LSU. Did you see what happened with the LSU Kentucky game last night? I did not. LSU beat Kentucky at the buzzer last night. Buzzer beater. It was a buzzer beater. Not by Will Baker. Will Baker hit what I would say was the backbreaker. He hit a giant three with a minute 04 to go. Huge three. Puts him up. Kentucky comes down, hits a big bucket to retake the lead. And uh, LSU comes down with about 12 seconds left. This guy goes, rips, goes down the lane line, hits the seam, kind of goes to shoot a floater and gets blocked with like two seconds left lands his heels are about this far from out of bounds and he tips it back into so his own shot got blocked and he tipped it back in at the front of the rim for a guy who was crashing down for the rebound tipped it in at the buzzer how did i not see this play on anything like how did i not it, see this it was it was pretty sweet like i don't even know that he hit the floor he like got blocked and was still in the air and before he landed out of bounds or something he threw it like towards the front of the rim and the guy who was crashing to hopefully maybe tip in his original miss so it was like a perfect pass to the guy who was crashing for the rebound laid it in and the clock the buzzer went off and lsu stormed the court and i got to see my guy will baker uh upset i think they're number 17 kentucky number 13 but i don't even know what they were but um i'm not a huge kentucky fan i know you love dillingham we got him, man. He's nice. He is nice. <laughs> He's nice. But I'm not a huge Kentucky fan. I'm a huge Will Baker fan, and they beat him. So congrats, Will Baker. This award, buddy, I'm going to send it to you. You share it with the team. <laughs> share it with the team. So that was your uh, premium waters. Another your third, your little because yep, I told crowd. you I was. Hey, I warned everybody. I said, <laughs> I'm did. dishing them out. I'm Oprah today. You get a bad man. You get a premium waters. You get a Marco. So do you want? So I feel like you've been hyping up your Marco septic a lot. So let's save that for the end. Let's go to the bad man. Do you want the bad man now? Yeah, I was gonna. I was. Because I have a whole bunch of Marcos to give out today. That's why I will save that for the end. <laughs> I have a bunch. You get your bad man player of the week. And this one's going to be, it's, it's a tough one to talk about, but it's, a, it, it's on your t-shirt. 
repping the great John Hughes. Yeah, the great John Hughes. You know that it's it almost brings me to tears just to talk about it. If you don't know, John Hughes has been the voice of St. Croix Central Panthers. Like the like you hear his voice and automatically you think of every single athletic event that goes on at this it school. It doesn't matter if it's soccer, football, basketball, cheer, it doesn't matter. He's there and his voice. This is Panther Country. And we've kind of tweaked the saying a little bit to we are Panther Country right now. Um, John Hughes fighting a battle that nobody should ever have to fight. And this guy's still showing up and announcing games. He's a bad He's, man. And everywhere he goes, I mean, yeah, like you said, he said he wasn't going to miss the Baldwin game, and he sure did not miss the Baldwin he game. He didn't. He goes to it, and then he goes to the girls' playoff game because he's not going to miss it. It's the playoff. Why would he miss it? And John Hugh, everything he does for the community, for like you hear that voice, and uh, it's legendary. It is, man. I, I can remember, you know, I got hired at the end of a school year. The whole summer goes by, and I get, get on campus. I go to my first St. Croix Central ever football game. First one ever. I don't know what to expect. You know, our field's kind of, I'm coming from Texas, you know, Westlake, where there's, you're in a stadium and there's city lights behind it. And now it's like off in the distance. It's we like cornfield. Big, big lump on Big field. field. Yeah, it was before the new turf. And I'm kind of looking around like, man, what is, what is this all about? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's everybody rise up and let everybody know this is Panther Country. And I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> this is where I am and this is where I want to be. That guy knows how to fire people up. I, and then obviously I've gotten to know John so well in the last two years and him doing our games, doing girls, and like you said, girls game, soccer events, cross cut, you name it. And, and um, he has been positive. If, if you follow him on Facebook and you follow any of his posts and, and if you just know him, he's just a positive guy. He spreads spreads positivity and love and, and, and it's so hard to to know that he's fighting this battle, but if there's a guy that can beat it and a tough guy, it's a bad man in John Hugh. So I kind of was going to wrap up the awards with that, but I'm glad we're talking about it now because, you know, the T-shirt, you got it on. We're selling those T-shirts. For anybody that doesn't know, John's in a battle with cancer, and he has been our voice of the St. Croix Central Athletics for some time now. Um, and tomorrow night at our game, we're selling them, but they're for sale already. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want one of those shirts, it says, We Are Panther Country. It's got our bad man, John, on there. Bad man his, of the year, century. Bad, bad man of the year. With his microphone, because he is so good at that and so good at everything he does. So John Hugh, bad man of the year by far and yeah i'm with you that's my bad man too john hugh it's hard to knock this man down you can't knock him down and no. john the first day of his treatment he comes back and he's announcing a game not just like a game where you're like and starting for the the rival game like mm. the big game where everybody's expecting the best and he delivered the best it's so awesome you know what else he does but so he good the mics at our school are so bad, they always break out, and he just finds a way to like push. Magic touch, it. man. He's got the magic, <laughs> magic touch. touch. So yeah, I I love John and I you know, I was talking to Amy, because Amy, Miss Hugh, is our is our librarian. And I was talking to her today by the cafeteria and she's she said, you know, he 
he's looking forward to tomorrow and hopefully everything goes well for him in the morning he's got some appointments and he's going to be here because tomorrow night we take on Solon Springs who's the number one team in the state in division five um, but we have dedicated tomorrow night to be called John Hugh night so I hope he is there um, it'd be even better if he is announcing but completely understandable if he doesn't um, but the t-shirts will be for sale there and hopefully everybody comes and picks one up I know that the players are going to be wearing them girls are wearing them tomorrow night I think as well um, coaches are going to have them so big night for John for our bad man you know uh, it's very sad I got to miss tomorrow but going from that over to our next award in the Marco yes. Septic very big turnaround uh, but Marco Septic's got to be done you, are, you want me to go first, or you want me to go first, sir? Uh, it's up to you. I'm yeah. just, I just you know, hope you don't steal you, one. You, you can wrap it up for me, but I'm just going to go to the little media Marco Septic Award right now because, you know, I don't want to go anything too crazy because I feel like you're going to take whatever. Oh, I, I had to bring out the phone <laughs> here. I got a list of Marcos. Then, then I'm sure you're not going to take this, but the whole media right now is freaking out about Justin Fields unfollowing oh. the Chicago Bears. I don't know if that was on your notes. It is not. Man, can can the media just lay off of this brother for a second? Like he can he doesn't he said he doesn't want any football stuff on his page. He unfollowed the NFL. He unfollowed the Bears. That doesn't mean he's leaving. Yeah. You don't know. Come on, lay off of the guy. There's been a bunch of players. Who else was it that like quit following their team and they were back the next year? I think Jaw did that for the Grizzlies or something yeah, like that. Like or that. somebody else maybe. And I think like JJ Watt or not JJ Watt, but somebody for the Cardinal. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray did it. Yeah, that's yeah Kyler weird. Murray yeah. did it. And so yeah, so the media, like, not so, yeah, social media, media, the news, ESPN. Why are you stalking, like, what, who he's following, too? Like, that's the other <laughs> thing. You got nothing better to do? Like, it must be, <laughs> hey, we did say it was a slow week in sports, so <laughs> maybe that's what people are like, hmm, what can we go? Let's go see what Justin feels, who, let's go see if he's got any new, fo- let's see if he's following that B&B podcast or not. <laughs> You know, there's probably a time where someone like went over to Carson Hinsman and he unfollowed the beat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah, that's what happens. But yeah, no, the media in general, uh why I look at who else someone else is following, like when did you just come to that? Like, hmm, uh, let me uh, this, let me just see who Justin Fields is following today. Yeah. And then the stupid thing is you see that they quit following a team, so then you just make up stuff like <laughs> yeah. Oh, he quit following him. I guess he's unhappy there and he wants trade. And then people just believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no basis to it. And, yeah. So, I love it. Marco Septic. So, I don't know. Are we going to just print one Marco Septic that says, to all media? Or are we shipping off a bunch of them? Send them to ESPN. I wonder who, like. Fox Sports. I wonder who got the ball rolling with this. Yeah, we'll have to, do, we'll have to get our investigative team on that. I say uh, screw it, though. ESPN. Adam Scheffner probably had his uh, yeah, feet in the sand yeah. for that one. Setting you up pretty though, you go crazy right now, and, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I didn't take one of yours too. That's what you I'm very excited about. So I have a couple. I shouldn't have said a ton, <laughs> but I am giving out at least three or four Marco Septic awards today, and I'm going to try to put them in order so the last one is the grand prize, if you will. I'd be scared to be someone listening. Like I don't want to get on this list. Honestly, I'd be scared to listen to okay. this. Okay, and I, and I, and I pulled up some things just to help me. Um, just to help me with some data, some some evidence, some supporting, Miss Jordines or uh, Miss Stansbury would like this, some supporting evidence, right, to support the main idea. <laughs> I like it, I like it. 
But my first Marco Septic is going to the NBA All-Star game. And I was gonna take this, but I knew Abs- you had it, so I Abs- Absolute embarrassment to the game of basketball. Did you watch it? I did. I watched, well, I watched the first quarter, and then I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I watched I almost the whole thing. I can't stand it. I, I love the game of basketball too much to watch it be essentially mocked. Like, it was, just stop with the game and let's just do a skills contest. Honestly. Honestly, if that's the way the game's going to be played, stop playing it because it's stupid. Any true basketball fan, anybody that really values basketball in the game of basketball, thought that was dumb. I think it was absolutely ridiculous. The East attempted 97 three-pointers. Guess how many fouls are caused in that game. Gosh, I don't even know. I can probably fight it. Two. There was two fouls in and that And I get it. They're not game. playing about physicals. They don't want to get hurt. I get that. Still. But still, two, yeah, that's pretty bogus. <laughs> like, did, did, you see, did you see Jokic and Luka during that? <laughs> Jokic and Luka. Like, I don't think they broke a sweat during that. Dude, it's so stupid. The East made 42 three-pointers. That's the dumbest thing. They scored 211 <laughs> points. Get, this is so dumb. I, it's so... They're shooting, and then this is the part that I was reading about it today, and it just drove me. The shot making from the East was incredible. West forward Kevin Durant said, "Hard to play defense when somebody's shooting thirty and forty footers." What? What? Okay, it's not. Pick them up fifty feet. <laughs> like the court's ninety-four feet long, you idiot. Like, God, oh, so frustrating. Like, quit trying to justify it. What? These guys are super talented. Yeah, I hope Halliburton can hit 15 out of 25 threes. He's getting paid a million dollars a year to do it. Yeah, more than a million dollars. It was just frustrating for me to watch it. Obviously, any listener or viewer can see how frustrated I am. The only thing out of it that I think I remotely liked was the uniforms. I thought the unis looked pretty sharp. And the fact that a local Milwaukee Buck won the um, MVP. Otherwise, the thing was Marco Septic. Entirely marcoseptic. Can I quickly add on a little bit to this? (laughs) Absolutely. I don't think it was just the game, too, but also All-Star Weekend. First, the skills competition. I didn't even know what was going on until Sunday noon. The skills competition needs to be gone. I mean, these guys are joking around. Either it needs to be gone or it needs to be the center of All-Star Weekend and get rid of the game. Did you watch the skills competition though? No, I didn't. Okay, so skills competition is like you're like throwing a ball through a yeah. through a bin, and then you got to do all this. Dri- okay, it usually gets really competitive. This year though, Scotty Barnes doesn't even know where he's going. Hits off of his foot. Anthony Edwards is only taking three point attempts <laughs> with his left hand. I mean, I don't know what's happening. They're and, mocking the and, game, and man. The dunk contest. Jalen, Bur- did you watch the dunk contest? I did not. Worst, I, I'm boycotting the NBA. Worst dunk contest I have ever seen in my life. Jalen Brown, he was he paid the refs or the judges. Before that, I'm pretty sure. Mac McClung is doing stuff I haven't seen, and he's getting like 46s for it. He's getting screwed. And then the three-point contest was mid. And then the only good thing about all, all the All-Star Weekend is step for Sabrina. That was the most fun action thing we had. <laughs> I did and hear about that. Being that was good. And then come the All-Star game, I'm sorry. I don't know why we went back to the West and East format. I'm not going to lie. I like the picking uh, the I teams. I like the East versus West. I, I kind of like the picking the teams, though, and also the target score. Why did they get rid of that? That made it more competitive too. When there was an actual target score instead of just like the yeah. fourth quarter timing. I don't know. I like the old formats. The 2020 All Star Game was the peak All Star Game I've ever seen. Absolutely not. And they need to go back 
or I don't think it ever was. They need to get back to the East versus the West. True All-Stars, not popularity contest. True All-Stars, and they need to take a page out of the MLB. Winner of the All-Star game gets home court advantage in the finals. Ah. Now you're going to see some guys. You know how much fun it would be to watch those two teams that they put on the court Sunday actually play like at each other's throats trying to win that game? That's basketball. That, so would, that, would, that would be fun to watch. So you don't, see, I, I like that because there's a lot at stake and stuff, but the only like flaw with that is there's a lot of like players that like won't be in the All Star game that like to like prove like okay let me I want to help out to like get the full court advantage and there's also a lot of people that'd be playing that like might not even be in the playoffs. I mean I like it, but at the same it's time, baseball. Okay, so then what's the point though of like being the number one seed then? You home, you'd still have home court advantage for your games are not the finals, right? Yeah, everything till the finals. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, yeah, it'd be something to play. I, I don't know what else you would do, really. Yeah, I guess it's, you know, I'm not the commissioner of the NBA, so I don't have to worry about it. But the guy that is the commissioner, he better figure something out because they're going to watch. The ratings for the All-Star game are going to plummet. Nobody's going to watch it if it's ever like it was. 211 to 186? Get out of here. Stupid. Moving on. Everybody <laughs> in the NBA, not everybody in the NBA, everybody that had any kind of planning, anybody that was part of the process for the NBA All-Star game, Keep an eye on the mailbox. I might just ship it to NBA headquarters, wherever that is. Besides Steph and Sabrina. And, yeah, Steph, Sabrina, you don't get one. Everybody else, you do. All right, moving on. <laughs> I'm going to go with... <laughs> this is still on the All-Star track. Whoever designed the warm-ups, the warm-up top. Those <laughs> look, look like a barber. <laughs> yeah, everybody there getting a fade, getting a new haircut. What, like, yeah, so along with the All-Star game... The designer, whoever it was that came up and said, these look good, let's have all these high profile players wear these while they warm up, make it look like they're all in line to get their hair cut, absolute garbage. So anybody that had anything to do with the design or the, okay, this is a good idea, let's have them wear these, you are getting an award for Marco Septic. They were hideous, they were, they were bad. so bad. And then they took them off and I was like, those unis are kind of nice. They, they, they were tough. They were yeah, the unis tough. were tough, but the warm-up tops, man, it was like it was like I was about to watch a remake of Hoosiers or something. It was like some old-school, gross, hideous. And I know like those players get to keep that stuff. They probably all just left them on the floor in the locker room there. But I don't want this garbage. I don't. This is Marco Septic. I don't want this thing. So the designers. Look out in the mail. Designers of the NBA All-Star Game warm-ups, you are now officially awarded your Marco Septic. All right. I got another one. <laughs> I told you I had a bunch. If you haven't seen this story, you have to look it up. Did you hear what happened to the Fairly Dickinson men's college basketball team? I did not. <laughs> this is too funny. It is a true story. Their locker room is down here. The playing court is up here. Instead of taking the stairs, these young men decided to take the elevator. Full uniform to take the floor. <laughs> and the elevator broke. I knew you were going to say Dude, this team, <laughs> they had to delay the game. They had to delay the game because the basketball It couldn't have been the whole team in there, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, look at, look at, 
basketball game delayed over team Gilligan. They're in oh the world. They're, they're total Dude, world. They're, yeah, they're ready to take the floor. What, in what <laughs> world would you not just walk up the stairs? <laughs> it's so funny. So I don't know who... I don't know who... The players. players. <laughs> the players that decided to take the elevator. Um, <laughs> we could also give a premium waters to the fire department. That That's I a bad there. man, too. That's yeah, a yeah, bad man that got him out of there. But when I saw that on ESPN, I was like, that is instant Marco That's insane. I, I can't stop laughing, man. That's <laughs> and this picture of these guys. They look like a bunch of miners coming out of the ground. No, it looked like that one story, like that soccer team that like, got trapped right where they were, and they're coming out. <laughs> and then <laughs> these guys are locked, locked in an elevator. They get out. The game has been delayed. They play the game, and they win by two in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so yeah, that elevator at where I don't even know where they were playing at, um, but somewhere in New York because the New York Fire Department got them out. So but were the players <laughs> with the coaches, dude? I'm guessing not if they went on the elevator. I don't know the like the whole entire story, but the the quote to I, I read this one article this morning just to prepare for today's episode it says one of my teammates was in there with me. He was claustrophobic. He panicked a little, but for me, it was nothing too bad. It was just getting hot, really hot. There's gotta be a, this has to be a joke. Footage on, on social media showed the players eventually climbing out of the elevator one at a time before the game got underway 17 minutes after the scheduled start. So yes, Fairleigh Dickinson basketball team, Stuck in an elevator, complete marcoseptic. The elevator, you let's get some inspectors in there and see what's going on with the building. Basketball players, let's use our heads a little bit and just go up the stairs. Oh my god! I mean, granted, nobody's expecting the elevator to break when you're in it, but it happens and it happened, and now you are getting marcoseptic. So, fairly Dickinson, I'm just going to send it right to your campus, probably titled to the athletic director. He can issue and hand them out accordingly. Moving on. <laughs> My, not last, but my... So this is the finale yet, okay. Not the finale yet. And I have to show you, and you have to make a clip of this so people that are just listening okay. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Coach Seiler asked me the other night on the way to Ellsworth, did you see the jump ball in the South Florida, Florida Atlantic game? And I'm like, no, I didn't. He's like, make sure you go see the jump ball. So first thing I did when I got home is pulled it up on the computer. I'm going to show you, and I'm just going to say, that ref who threw the jump ball is getting a Marco Septic Award. And here it is. So the viewers are going to be watching this at the same time. <laughs> go back, go back, go back, go back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, look, look, look at all the players. Watch, watch the players' reactions. And then he looks at him. He's like, no, go. Go ahead. Game on. Watch him. Watch all the players. <laughs> he shot it like a basketball. Like he's five feet away from the center circle. Goes, shoots it into the circle. And this is a high level D one. This is a, it's a high level D one school team. Florida Atlantic is a big team. That official and the jump ball he threw is complete Marco Sepp. I like how neither one of them jumped either. He just, he just, and then he the, just two, the guy that's like a foot taller just taps it, and everybody's like looking around like. Are, are we go and the ref just kind of waves them like <laughs> we're going, we're, we're going, ball's live. 
So that right there. That's wild. Runner up. But the Marco Septic of the Week winner is. And I got to ask you first. <laughs> no, I already know the answer. You were at our Baldwin Woodville game, I correct? I was there, yes. I am going to give the Marco Septic of the Week award to our music playlist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I heard the whole story about this, too. Now I'm, I'm giving it to our playlist. Which it goes to Nolan Mirth in a way, I, right? Yeah, in a way, I have to... Ca- <laughs> I'm not going to give it to Nolan. He, it's not his fault. It's... I'm going to give it to Spotify. Spotify well, kind of tripped him up well, and just switched the channel on him, well, I think. What was happening? <laughs> Explain to well, us. Well, he, so this is the way I understand it. We, the guys have a playlist. Nolan has a playlist on his phone of basketball warm-ups, including the national anthem. So when it's all done, whoever's running the system for us can just click through it. Mm-hmm. Something happened where he plugged it in, and then his... Something like it signed him out of his Spotify, so it quit playing the playlist and just went to the most recent channel he had been listening to or station he had been listening to. And let's just say the song that it jumped to was not family friendly, not necessarily appropriate for a school event. And it went on for like 30 seconds, and I'm standing there in front of our bench, we're middle of warm ups. And I turn, I look in the bleachers, and Taylor's sitting there. She's looking at me like, can you hear this? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, I, who am I? I Wait, that was during, was that, that was second half form-up, so wasn't it? No. Was it the start of the game? Start of the game. I remember me and Malar look at each other, and we're kind of just like, what are they playing? (laughs) It was, and I don't even know. I, I remember asking some of the kids, like, what song was that? Not a good one. It no, it was Marco Septic. It was really bad. That didn't just happen for you, though, because of the girls' game. Me and Clemic were commentating it, and this was during a timeout, and I don't know what happened. There's like, no, like, sound just came up, and uh, one of the songs, uh, not the best words are being played, and it kind of was just like, you know, there are kids here. What is happening? I don't even think anyone yeah. was running the phone. And I don't think it's anybody's fault. Like, it's, it's technology, first of all. Once you get something playing on those kind of sound systems, you don't want to touch it because it's like, is it going to, like you were just saying with John, uh, shorts are, you know, it's mm-hmm. shorting out and this and that. So I feel like, it, and the playlist was the song that always starts, and then it just skipped, like in the middle of that song, it just skipped to a different station on Spotify with nobody, and Nolan was explaining that it was like his Spotify account either logged out or timed out or signed out or something. So it just defaults back to the the free like general station that you were listening to last. And whatever station he was listening to, a rap station, and the song it happened to be playing was probably not the best song to be having playing during a high school basketball game. It, was, it wasn't Amazing Grace, if that helps anyway. It was, <laughs> it was not, not Amazing Grace. We could do a little homework. We could probably <laughs> ask around and find out what it was. Nobody's said anything since then. I think most people understand those accidents happen. It wasn't like we're out there promoting this. And um, But here's the other thing. I, I said this to our coaching staff after the game. I was like, how come I can go home and go into my garage, I can whip out a lawn chair, dig into the refrigerator, 
sit back, and press one button on my phone and have surround sound crystal clear. But it doesn't matter what gym, what school, what event, it's hard to get a quality, like it's 25 steps, you gotta sync here, log in here, plug this in, connect to this speaker, have that speaker connect, and then not touch the table so things don't move. To get, and, it, and it's not our school. It happened at Ellsworth on Monday, same thing. And their coach is like, I'm really sorry, I don't know what's, it happened at Amory. Like it happens everywhere and I don't know what the answer, I don't know if it's just, this might be a Dan Root question. This might be a um, Charlie or uh, one of our, Chad, one of our t IT guys. Because if I can do it that simple at home with one button on my phone, you should be able to do that here, right? Just walk into the gym, connect, play, boom, game over, go home. Should be able to. Should be able to. But nobody's getting the award, just the playlist itself for our game last Friday against Baldwin Woodville. And I hate to stop you right there. 100% uh, decision, Marcos. I'm like, but we are literally almost out of time right now. I knew our awards were going to run so long. That was the longest awards we've we, ever had. We, I got it. Siler and Williamson, closing statement real quick. Hats off to the wrestlers. We have uh, Owen Wasley, Owen Wasley, T. T Holzer, you go Trenton Holzer, Will Schmidt, and Garrett DeLong. All wrestling uh, tomorrow, I think, right? So a couple uh, Will, I think. Or some doing it Teague, today. Teague and Owen don't wrestle today. The other three wrestle tonight. And uh, esports, state e qualifiers, state qualifiers, esports. You guys doing great right now. Powerlifting, we had five powerlifters go to state. state. We had Jordan Heinrich, uh, Patrick Downs, uh, Caden Strell, Faith Bonds, and uh, did Megan? Megan didn't. And there's who am I forgetting? Oh, uh, Carly uh, Sika. Carly Sika. And uh, yeah, you know we are girls basketball time. tomorrow. Second round regionals. Second round. Going into Somerset with a plan. Hopefully you can knock them off. You got a big game tomorrow, then when's your playoff game? We play, we host Spooner next Tuesday, first round of our regional. So we, we're not, I'm not the kind of guy to get too far ahead of myself. So we are planning for Solon tomorrow. And once that game's over, we'll plan for Spooner. And then we'll take her one day at a time. You heard the bell ring. Thank you guys for watching. Good night and go Panthers.